The Buffalo Bills are coming to Washington to face off against the Commanders this Sunday, and we've got your game preview with Mookie Hawkins from the Believe in Bills. Let's go! Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your game preview here on Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner. We are a part of the Believe Network, and Stoner I was the lone wolf on Wednesday that believed in Washington to beat the Bills. We're going to have Mookie Hawkins on here in a little bit to talk to us from that Bill side. Has has your opinion changed at all since Wednesday? I think it might have a little bit just because of the weather situation now that we've got this tropical cyclone, which, by the way, I don't understand what a tropical cyclone is as opposed to a hurricane or tropical storm. A point for Don't another forget day. tropical depression. There's or a tro- there's another one in there. Yeah. Whatever. It's gonna be raining. How's that? And possibly windy as well, or at least it's gonna be sloggy. So I think it has changed a little bit. It's, I think it's gonna come down to more or less the rush rushing attack for Washington and the rushing attack for Buffalo. They're gonna have to really be on their game and they gotta hold on to the football. It's gonna be a wet football, it's gonna be a slimy football. Make sure you hang on to it. So yeah, I'm leaning a little bit more towards commanders. But I'm I don't think I'm gonna pick them. I don't think I'm gonna change my pick. But because Buffalo has a good rushing game as well. I mean, mm-hmm. James uh Cook is fourth or fifth in the league in rushing already. Yeah, he had a big game last week yeah. uh against Las Vegas. Maybe he replicates that this week. We'll have to find out. And maybe yeah. Mookie here has the answer for us. Welcome to Ref the District. This is Mookie Hawkins, the sports director for Power 96.5 FM. That's Wufo, Wufo uh, at 1080 AM. Mookie, thanks for joining us here on Ref the District. Uh, Stoners let me down with the applause, so I'll hit you with the applause there. Um, hey, Mookie, thanks for, uh, like I said, thanks for joining us. Coming here from the Bills side, Bills beat reporter, very in tune. It's been a pretty good few years here for Buffalo. Washington hasn't experienced that kind of success in a while. What do you really attribute to the success that the Buffalo Bills have been having over the last few years? Well, first and foremost, it it it, it boils down to ownership, recognizing you know what you know this team needs as a coach and finding that right guy. Obviously, you know they did have the the hiccup experience with Rex Ryan. They learned from that. And they brought in Sean McDermott and Sean McDermott has been nothing but a blessing for the city of Buffalo. And he changed the culture in this team. As you can see now, we are a consistent contender. I've been a big fan of Josh Allen from afar. We try not to be too big of fans of non uh, commanders, mm-hmm. but he, okay. So he had a run there of a few years just were fantastic. And he just kept, kept getting better and better and better. Last year, maybe a little down, but still, you know, top of his game or whatever. Do you attribute that that down year that he had? And again, I quote, use air quotes for down year. Do you attribute that to uh, Dable going to the Giants and not having him? Or was that just kind of an up and down like every player has? Yeah, I would, I'll say I would lean more towards the Dable thing because, you know, Coach Dable was all that Josh Allen knew. You know, and, it's, you know, he I mean, you can say what you want to say, but at the end of the day, it's definitely going to have some ups and downs when that guy is not around. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, you can attribute that, you know, because Dable basically knew how to protect Josh 
from himself. And, you know, that was something that, you know, I guess Ken Dorsey had to, you know, experience on his own being the first time play caller, even though Dorsey was the quarterback's coach here, you know. But, you know, it's different when you're the actual play caller. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be some growing pains, you know, in that regard. But, again, too, um, when teams are not going to keep allowing you to throw the ball all over the yard and they go into that cover two shell and then, you know, hey, you know, we, we know Josh is, is is one of the top competitors and, and the biggest critic. He's going to, you know, it's going to work. It's going it's to work. But teams are not going to allow you to do it. And, you know, that where you probably saw, I guess you could say some regression at some phases of Josh's, uh, you know, game of last season, you know, more or less of the turnovers in the red zone. You know, he hasn't even turned the red zone. He he never had a, a red zone interception the first five years of his career. Wow. Last year, he led the league in turnovers inside the red zone. So, yeah, there was some, yeah, there was some regressions there. But, again, yeah, I would contribute that for Dable leaving. Well, on the other side of the ball, Eric Bieniemy had some high praise for Matt Milano. Uh, you, there's quite a few different names there on the uh, the Bills side of the house for the defense, and they have been impressive in their own right. I mean, they have you guys have to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City there. What has been fueling the defensive success? Well, it's just a mantra of Coach McDermott again. You know, him, you know, coming in, being a head coach, he got it from being a hell of a defensive coordinator in Carolina, led those guys to a Super Bowl, obviously with Luke Keekley and those guys. And, hey, defense definitely wins championships, right? So um, he brought in guys. First, the first – you look at the first free agency he brought in was Poyer and High. His first draft pick was Trey White. So you want to sure up that back end. Right mm-hmm. now, the Bills secondary is probably top five in the NFL right now with those guys. Um, they they revamped uh, you know, the defensive line. Uh, I definitely like what they've done up front by bringing in Leonard Floyd, uh, Puna Ford. Uh, you have Greg Rousseau, who's now in his third year. Uh, you have A.J. Espinessa, who's now flourishing uh, as, you know, his draft status, you know, picked him to be in the, in the second round, and he was projected to go on the first. Um, so I think all in all, this Bill's defensive front, uh, they're nicely seasoned. Uh, they, they, they don't have Tremaine Edmonds, the man down the middle no more, but mm-hmm. we do have our pro linebacker, Matt Milano, who's a uh, beast master, Matt, I like to call him. Mm. How is, uh, how's Tim settle, uh, doing it? I mean, he's, you know, he's a former command. Well, I guess he was probably a former Washington football at the time. team, man. <laughs> yeah, or football team. but he was a backup for us. And, and this town went crazy when, when he signed with Buffalo and decided to leave here and, but he was just a backup, but, He's he's kind of settled in in a backup role up there. Is he just kind of a a guy there, or is he is he doing some things? Oh, he's definitely doing some things. And when he the Bills have quite as cap, I think the Bills have probably one of the top defensive line units in the NFL. I mean, when you look at it, this is going to be a great matchup this week because the Washington defensive line is up there as well. I mean, mm-hmm. pick your poison when it comes between those two defensive fronts. But Tim Settle, Puna Ford, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Rawson, and Oliver. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we ain't even, you know, Von Miller will be ready sometime, you know, in the near yeah. future. But, yeah, I, I think that this is well-seasoned. It was Tim's uh, first year here in Buffalo. Uh, you know, we dealt with the ebbs and flows of the game and the, the new scheme of things. And now he's 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 refreshed. He's familiar. He he knows what, you know, the defensive line coach Eric Washington is expecting out of him. And right now he's it's, it's no more thinking. 
you know, with Tim Seller. He's just going out there playing his normal self, his jubilant, uh, pendling self, you know, uh, you know, so yeah. So yeah. Um, He's definitely a personality. I, I have to say I'm disappointing you both for not using the obvious he's settling in. Yeah, uh, but but it, it, it was right there. It was right there. Now you brought up the defensive line for Washington. What is something from from our side of the ball, Washington's side of the ball, that's going to give you know problems for Buffalo, either offense or defense? I don't just start on the defensive side. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you really kidding me now? We got Sweat, you got Young, you got Allen, you got Payne. I mean, that list right there is just yeah, give me nightmares. And I'm not even the quarterback. So it's definitely going to be some matchups. And one matchup I definitely want to see is off the edge. You know, we got Spitzer Brown going up against Sweat and, and Chase Young. That's going to be a matchup to, you, you know, you want to you want to pinpoint. And Osiris Torrance versus Deron Payne. That's going to yeah. be a pivotal matchup as well that I like to see in the trenches. But hmm, it's going to be, you know, that type of game. The weather is going to, you know, obviously play a factor in it. Yeah. Where the trenches is definitely going to be very, very, very important on Sunday. Yeah, I was kind of wondering what you thought about the weather and how it's going to affect the Bills offense, because that's a high powered offense, obviously, with Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Diggs, Gabe Davis, the two tight ends that we like. We like to make fun of them a little bit. And when I say we, I mean me, just because of their names. Why? How should we be afraid of a guy named Dalton and Dawson? Those are not guys <laughs> I would be really afraid of. But I mean, they're talented tight ends, obviously. So if the rain does come and it is a kind of a sloggy field, what should Washington be concerned about if you can't do the, you know, the high powered outside weapons? Well, I mean, the Bills did establish, you know, a ground game last week and, you know, that brought some great violence to this explosive offense. And if the Bills are able to continue to play that way, it's going to be a lot of problems for a lot of defenses out there, because if you're not stopping this Bills ground game, we do have 17 back there, and you know he can throw that ball all over the yard. No matter the weather, whatever the case may be, Josh Allen definitely has the arm strength to make any throws in any type of weather, I, I believe. Being here in Buffalo, playing in Wyoming, where the weather is kind of similar. Yeah. So um, I think if the Bills can establish a ground game, and they're going to have to establish a ground game because obviously the weather is going to slow the game down. So if they can pick up where they left off, if James Cook could, you know, hey, rack off another 100-yard performance, and then you got Damian Harris, and then you got Latavius Murray. I think this is a perfect type of bank, uh, game, you know, for this running back group to, you know, uh, definitely uh, play a, a, a great part in uh, this matchup. So if the Bills can, you know, get some things going on to the ground, then obviously, you know, you never know what that run action, that play action is going to really look like. But if they do be able to, you know, get some good runs going on then obviously you know that that play action is coming so it's going to be really interesting to see if the bills can do that you know starting the game off with a with, with, with running the ball now on the offensive passing attack there was a lot of discourse in the offseason around stefan diggs and his happiness with the team and everything it looks like much ado about nothing now that he's got 17 receptions for 168 yards uh, what is it like having put that behind as the season's you know started and two games he's already been quite the impact 
Well, well, Stefan Diggs, we all know that Steph is an ultimate cryptologist. I said it to him last year, you know, on the press. He's he's a cryptologist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's always putting up these cryptic tweets and stuff like that and, and, and leaving people to read in between the lines and speculate whatever the case. Us as media, we'll take what somebody said. We run with it. It's not coming directly out of Stefan Diggs' mouth. And we know Stefan Diggs don't have a problem with voicing his opinion. Not one time did he say trade me. Not mm-hmm. one time did he ever mm-hmm. say trade me. He just left it out there for everybody else to take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be quite clear. Trading where? You know, where is he going to go where he has a quarterback in Josh Allen? Where is he going to go where he's going to be able to contend compete, compete for a Super Bowl? So he understands the dynamic and where he is. And where is he going to go where he's going to get 100 catches every year since he's yeah. been here? So it wasn't that. You know, it's just, you know, I feel that, um, in certain situations and certain moments of football games and clutch moments, you definitely should find a way to get your best guys the ball in their hands. And sometimes that didn't happen. And, you know, it could lead to some frustration to where he's going to voice his opinion. And the way it came out, it just came out how it came out. Maybe the front office didn't like, you know, what he said. And they were in their feelings. They was all in their feelings that one day when, you know, Coach said he's not here when he was here, you know. Yeah. so. That's that water weird. under the bridge. It's water under the bridge. And, you know, they, they, they're here still playing ball and, and trying to, you know, reach the common goal of getting to a Super Bowl. So you're talking a little bit about Josh Allen. And, and it took a while for Buffalo to finally find their quarterback. And they, they did, obviously, in, in Josh Allen. Same here in Washington, obviously. We've been t- forever trying to find a quarterback. Maybe we've got that guy in Sam Howell. From the outside, Mookie, does Washington have their – future quarterback in Sam Howell. You got Eric B enemy. I mean when you got Eric B enemy, yeah. You know, he's that, gonna make yeah. sure the quarterback is is in position to thrive and to mm-hmm. make better decisions and, and things of that nature. So, you know, I know a lot of people were scratching their head when they just automatically named Sam Howell the starter early on in preseason. But you know, Coach B enemy knows what he knows and he likes what he likes and he know what Sam Howell can do within his offense and scheme of things. And you definitely seeing that right now, Washington, y'all two and Oh, and, and last year, y'all, you guys struggled with closing out the games. Y'all was right there, but you know, yeah, just some strange reason you just couldn't close out a bar game. Mm-hmm. Now with Eric B that's not a problem. You know, y'all could, you, you know, y'all can come from behind and close out a ball game. Obviously that, that, that has happened already. So, um, yeah, Sam Howell can definitely, you know, be a guy, you know, that could be in Washington for quite a while if, you know, he keep doing what he's doing. He keep, you know, running the offense, managing. We're not asking Sam Howell to be Patrick Mahomes, right? Right. Eric Bieniemy understands he just needs Howell to be a game manager. And you can be an elite game manager as well as an elite passer, but I'd rather take the elite game manager and such because he has some great pieces around him that – it doesn't really have to rely on him to win a bargain. So what what happens if Bienemy goes and gets to be a head coach somewhere next year, like he deserves, and Sam Howell's still here? Is it all downhill for Sam then, or has he instilled all that in him and hopefully well, he keeps it? Yeah, we'll see how much he he absorbs from from yeah. from, from Coach Bienemy, and you know who that's from Bienemy's uh, point of view stays on. In mm-hmm. Washington, if that happens, uh, you know, I, I, I spoke with Von Miller uh, Wednesday in the locker room about 
you know, Eric Bieniemy, and uh, you know, Vine had the opportunity of bumping heads with Kansas City twice a year when he was in Denver. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he had nothing but high praises for Coach Eb. Uh, I I love the guy. Um, you know, when I interviewed him in the Super Bowl, and I asked him back then you know, about those coaching opportunities that was mimicking back then. And he told me, you know, when the right time comes, it'll come. And then during the combine uh, this year, you know, he was crossing the street, him and Ron Rivera was a good friend of mine as well. And I said, hey, the time came. And he said, yeah, I'm in a great spot. I'm happy and I'm really excited about this season. So you see the transformation. Look how Kansas City is right now. That offense isn't looking that great (laughs) with the enemy not being there. And you see the success that Washington is having offensively rather than how the offense was last year. So I don't know. I don't put the cart before the horse. I think, <laughs> right, right. I think, I think EB is going to be here, you know, maybe Ron Rivera might step aside and, you know, let things, I don't think Washington is going to let EB just get out of there that damn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's certainly that. a lot of fans hoping for that one, Mookie. Now you brought up not being able to close out games it was surprising that in week one, the Buffalo Bills weren't able to close out the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. So maybe uh, Sam Howe and Eric Bieniemy can maybe replicate some of that success and come uh, and host the Buffalo Bills and win. What do they have to do to make that happen? I don't know. With that Jets situation, I was saying all before all summer, you know, leading up to the game that this is a game versus hype versus continuity and in that game you saw hype overpower the continuity Mm. you know that's all to me that's all it was i don't see the jets beating the bills mid-season so yeah i was saying that the jets was going to beat the bills week one just because of the hype of it you know yeah (laughs) that's what happened the hype won (laughs) yeah the, the hype overshadowed it, you know. You're going to see a different Bills team next time around against the Jets, obviously, because that Aaron Rodgers won't be the quarterback. Mm. But that's where I, I love it at air. But again, Sam Howell, you got Eric Bieniemy, who knows this Buffalo Bills defense. He knows the tendency. He knows the players. You know, a little smoke screen that he he praised Matt Milano about. Mm-hmm. I know good damn well. He's going to be trying to isolate Matt Milano. He's going to try to make him cover guys. I know that was a super-duper smokescreen to try to put my guy Matt Milano to sleep with all those good praises. And knowing good darn well, he's going to try to match him up with a tight end. He's going to try to match him up with running back and all that good stuff. So that was that was, that was was good sound bites by Coach EB. But, um, yeah, uh, he's going to – he's a mastermind. He, he Again, he, he understands his Bills defense, and he's going to find ways to manipulate that front. He's going to find ways to, you know, you know, keep the sticks, you know, keep the sticks moving and keep this high-powered offense off, off the field. He knows this Bills team, so it's definitely going to be a great battle of the minds on Sunday. Time, time to put you on the spot, Mookie. Do your Buffalo Bills come into Washington on a rain-soaked weather, wind-blowing Sunday afternoon in Landover, Maryland? Do they come in and beat Washington? Game's going to be close. Um, but I do believe that the Bills is going to come pull it out. It's going to be a very, very close game. It may come down to, hey, Josh Allen pulling out that last-minute drive. I, I say Bills 27, Washington 23. Mm, interesting. That's, a, that's, uh, that's at least getting Washington to cover it. We'll see how it goes down <laughs> on Sunday. We'll be streaming our live play-by-play and commentary. Uh, Mookie, where can people find you and your content? 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I, I even opened up a Snapchat account the other day. So it's Wuffo Sports at Wuffo Sports. That's WUFO Sports. Mookie Hawk is M U K I H A W K I N S. Go Bills. All right. Thanks, Mookie, here for joining us on our game preview of the Buffalo Bills uh, going up against the Washington Commanders. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner. And until next time, we're beating Buffalo. I'm sorry. Just- Be a fan. <laughs> Gotta believe, baby. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.